Mix it up, not throw it up. That's throw silly. Throw it up. Throw it up. Hell yeah. Welcome back to the pod. Welcome back, riders. We're here. You're here. Alan's here. Somewhere. Eaten by the red light. Somewhere here. Alan believed in the red light. Mm-hmm. You know, I found out something interesting today. What is it about red lights? No, no. It was that uh, clouded leopards. You're familiar with them. Yes. They have the second biggest tooth-to-mouth ratio in the animal kingdom. Well, who has the first? Gary Busey. <laughs> so, um, we have the red light on this episode. Wow, we didn't even, uh, we didn't even workshop that. Uh-uh. I'm proud of where it ended up. Yeah. And, uh... I've been Kevin. Yeah, that's the end of our show. Uh, no, we have the red light on this, <laughs> babies. You know what happens when we have the red light on. But, um... You know we're gonna see. At least one person knows what happens yeah, when the red lights on. Yeah, that's true. Um, Roxanne. Hey, I hope you don't do that again. <laughs> yeah. And I think I speak for everyone. I think I speak for my good buddy Geo, who will listen to this. Yeah. Listen, Geo. We already addressed that Abe Lincoln sounds like Jimmy Carter, <laughs> and that was some of the fun of it. But. Four score and seven years ago. <laughs> He's also JFK. Yeah, I was like, what is I mean, hey, a lot of parallels. Yeah. They both really would have loved Dune. <laughs> In theaters. Not on HBO Max. Not on HBO Max. Oh. I just want to dive into that joke again. I love it's, it so much, but I know we can't. It's there. It's ripe, and it's right there. Yes. But uh, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna push on. Mm-hmm. We're gonna do our best to push on. Um, what do you got? <laughs> oh, push! Sure, push it on me. Hey, back it up on me. Hey, um, what do I got? What have you? Cause I got something. You got something. I got something, but I don't know if something that you have is a little bit more pertinent. Well, you could say I don't have anything. Okay. So it's tough to say, really. So here's what I want to talk about then, very briefly, and it's actually kind of funny because it is, uh, I guess it's like a men's mental health month. Oh, I've seen the posts about. I that. did not. I did not know that until a couple days ago. But this yeah. is, this is something that I would. I would. I, I want to say privately, as in like I'm not going to use company resources, but personally, personally, I would personally mm. advocate for. Okay. Um. But I just think that we need to address something first that almost flies in the face yes. of that. And that being that we can now, based on uh, reviews of Marvel's Eternals, mm-hmm. we can add Marvel fans to the list of 
piss baby asshole fan bases. Oh yeah, yeah. I was wondering where you were going with this. Yeah, uh, yeah. Shocking. Um, and I don't want to say I didn't expect it, but I didn't expect it like this. You could call them racists and homophobes too. Which is real. I mean, say what you want about Star Wars fans, because those things are all in there too. Yeah, uh, but it's just like it really is shocking. Mm-hmm. Because we saw Eternals. Was it opening night? Yeah, Friday night. Close to it. If yeah. it was an opening night. Yeah. And did I love the movie? Did you love the movie? No, but I not to say that I hated it. All right, I what, just didn't love it. What? Do you like more? The movie? The Eternals. Yeah, yeah. Or getting your gums poked by the dentist. Oh, the movie, for sure. Okay. But the only reason I didn't love it was because I'm not really invested. Yeah. You know, like I now I the the weird so the weird thing with those with like Marvel movies, especially when they now in whatever phase three, phase oh, four. Oh, we're in phase four, baby. We're in phase four, so for, like four or five going on. Um, the the stories are going to get a little bit I don't want to say more niche but like they'll be more out there for sure they're going to be more out there so now they can kind of stand alone as movies for a lot of fans because and you know people that are kind of uh, ambivalent to mm-hmm. Marvel Universe as a whole because you know, you don't have that literature backing. You know, everybody yeah. knows Captain America. Everybody knows Thor. Well, Hulk. now, ten years ago, they didn't. Well, okay, That's... fair enough. I, but I, I mean, even to that extent, I mean, you say those names, and you're like, yeah, no, I mean, I know that person exists, and I can generally yeah. paint a picture in my head. But when someone's like, oh yeah, so this movie's gonna have Moon Knight, Black Knight, um, you know, on what and are, on. What other knights are there? How, yeah, however many. Um, Golden Knight, Gold. Tim Allen's yeah. character from Wild Hogs. Uh, especially like Moon Knight. Like Moon Knight was is like just a counterpart to Deadpool essentially. But even to that extent, Deadpool, you who know, will be in these movies yeah, at some point, you not not super well known. Moon Knight will be interesting because he's only has powers at night. Yeah, like and only when there's the presence of the moon. Yeah. So like a new moon probably doesn't have probably not going to be an interesting night. Yeah. But like you got Oscar Isaac and Ethan Hawke in that show. You got Ethan Hawke. Ethan Hawke. Is that the chattiest name of all time? There's a lot of... Your mouth has to do a lot to get that name out there. Yeah, that is really... That's an Olympic event. It's Ethan like Ethan Hawke. Even more so than like Mahershala Ali. Because that one you just kind of ride. Yeah, you do kind of... You just ride. Ethan Hawke is the alpine skiing of names. Yes. Whereas Mahershal Ali is like the alpine slide. Yeah, yeah, it really is. Same same distance, mm-hmm. much more comfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I like the Eternals quite a bit because yeah. it was new. So yeah, and that's the thing. Like I I did like it a lot. Yeah. Um, because again, like it, it was able to just be like, oh, this is a this is a nice story. You know, mm-hmm. I don't have to be like, well, in the comics, it was actually. Which I'm sure in the comics it um, was they actually weren't eternal. They were just long lived. Yeah, but you can't call the movie long lived. I I get it that. doesn't really. Yeah, um, it doesn't have the same ring to it. I guess, but <laughs> it eats their vitamins. Yeah, w- but what's uh, disappointing about the whole thing is that this movie was getting reviewed by audiences somehow before it even came out. Yeah, they review bombed it. 
Just like they did for uh, Captain Marvel. And oh, yeah. I want to say Wonder Woman as well. Probably. Wonder Woman maybe part two. Yeah. Um, but well, like anything that stars a woman or... You know. not A non-white person. Yeah, I want to say person of color. Um, I'm going to be honest with you here in this moment. I don't know how honest I want to be with a, with a loaded mic. Yeah. I don't know what the B.I. stands for in BIPOC. Black Indigenous. Oh. Uh, wow. Good for Indigenous peoples making it to the second. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, those communities do not like the acronym, as far as I understand it. Well, sure, nobody likes to be an acronym. Yeah. I get it. <laughs> you don't just say W. Well, we get abbreviated down to YT, which sometimes I get, but then it's also like, is that you white people or YouTube? I oh, don't know. Oh, Kevin, please, we're white people. I love white people. White people <laughs> is fucking hilarious. It is. It's it so really fun. Is. It keeps reminding me of like the um, the Tom Segura joke, where he's like, I don't know that he necessarily says that he's like jealous of like, like. Uh, you know POC communities because mm-hmm. like they do just generally like have each other's back like in a in a vacuum of an environment like a context like mm-hmm. they will support each other because they are the same race or the same color mm-hmm. where white people don't give a fuck about other white people oh no <laughs> like, they, white people will betray you oh in a heartbeat <laughs> it's like a pastime um but <laughs> it it's, really is it really that's how we that's that's just how we exist with one another yeah um and we but, have never met someone we would not throw under the bus that's true. to save ourselves. Yeah, the three people in this studio right now feel like we're all safe mm-hmm. to a certain degree. But that's right, to a certain to degree. a certain degree. You you start putting you put two commas into a money line. Mm-hmm. Listen, fellas, love you to death, but uh, shit's gonna get real weird. Real and quick. that death is gonna be here pretty soon. <laughs> but I will. I will pad my tears with $100 bills, let me tell you. Um, <laughs> no, but it's just like no one's ever gotten upset by the word cracker. And if you do, you need to reevaluate where you are because yeah. cracker is fucking hilarious. Unless the only time you get upset with it is if the word before it is uncle and the words after it are sold out tickets or tickets sold out. Yeah, I would. Yeah. <laughs> Or if the phrase before is, we don't have biscuits, we have. Yes. Or if the if it's, cheese it when you wanted Ritz. Or, or to that point, in the same kind of frame, mm-hmm. cheese knit, not cheese it. Oh. Cheese nips are disgusting. And I'm going to say it. Do and they gonna, still exist? I don't know, but I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm tired of pretending that they're not fucking hideous. Well, they're just cheesy nipples. They're, it's in the name. <laughs> Bill Wilkins made a comeback. Oh, <laughs> uh, it's disgusting. Do cheese nips still exist? Alan, do cheese nips exist? I don't know. I can't stop thinking about cheese nipples. <laughs> <laughs> you and me both, brother. That's stinky. They probably would be. I, I don't like that at all. Mmm, Gouda. Ugh. Well, I mean, you think of the mulk and then... The... I don't know why I went to IMDb to look to see if cheese nips <laughs> still exist. But, uh, Force yeah. Force habit, I guess. All the same. Um... Cheese nips just seem more artificial. 
they definitely tasted like they were always soggy. Yeah. Oh. They do exist. Ooh, but you know what? Did you just do like the Santa M M&M and M commercial? <laughs> he does exist. <laughs> they do exist. So Ritz has a cheese it knockoff called Cheese Nibs. Oh my god. It's still not cheese nips. Stop it. Cheese nips do exist. Or the wait, they're the, from Kraft. The the Ritz ones. What? Cheese nips are from Kraft. What? Cheese nips are from Kraft. That blows butt mine. How can they be so <laughs> thought, wrong? Did you say it blows butt mine? <laughs> I like burped in the middle of mine. How can they be so wrong? I mean, look at that. These are straight up cheeses. They are. Oh, I see. I was thinking of the uh, the Ritz crackers. Oh, those are so good. With the cheese in the middle, like the sandwich oh, crackers. Yeah. So good. Um, you know, in my house. Obviously, like, cheese whiz, but like. Cheese whiz. Cheese whiz. But you know, between two quality Ritz crackers, mm, tastes great. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> wow, this conversation really took a turn. It did. <laughs> anyway, I was not expecting Anyway, uh, with the Eternals. Uh, <laughs> Anyway, see Dune uh, in theaters. <laughs> the way it was intended. Uh, we, Speaking you know of which, we, we also are, saw Dune. Yeah, we, <laughs> we heard it. We, the very least, we heard every little bit of Dune. <laughs> um, no, but the movie's been getting review bombed. Um, and critics have been mostly positive. Yeah. It's not like Come high, It's like in the 70s range. Yeah. It's not like... Well, the end because, I mean, at the end of the day, it is a comic book movie. Yeah. Um, a, a touch more serious than yeah. a lot of other Marvel fare. Ends a little strangely, but it, I mean, it's a setup movie, you know, yeah. so like, it doesn't exist in a vacuum. It's it's like, there's there's Marvel movies that are like, oh yeah, this is just a fun one. Mm-hmm. And there's Marvel movies like, oh, this like, has repercussions for like, the whole... Yeah series at large because it is just like one series yeah really Um, and um and this is definitely one of the latter right uh but yeah so it's getting bombarded with all these negative reviews by you know butthurt fanboys that um are saying so i was actually i read you one um because i said it was reminiscent of when we whenever mortal kombat came out Mm -hmm. uh also Designed for theaters. Yes. Um, the way the Lord intended. Exactly. Um, but when that movie came out and people were mad that uh, Melina was no longer Asian and was being going to be played by a black woman. Mm-hmm. And they said that it was blackwashing a character. And we, we had to take a minute to wrap our head around the concept. <laughs> um, there was a review that They're I read. They're stealing our roles! Yeah, right. There was a review that I had to read to Doug. Uh, because it reminded me a lot of that, because um, uh, Kumail Nanjiani mm-hmm. is in it, and who's a hoot and a half. I loved him, mm-hmm. and him and his uh, his mater D or his valet, his, yeah, his valet Karun. His, um, Did you see? He got his own poster. Yeah, him and uh, Kit Harrington. Each other, and it's just like Kit Harrington's is the funniest because it's just a pretty plain looking white man yeah. named Dane. <laughs> it just says Dane on it. Uh, the only way it could be better if it was like Gary. <laughs> ah, Gary. Why are, there, why are there superheroes named Gary? We need to do this. Pope Gary. Pope Gary. Are we creating our own multiverse? Here? It's, it's the Gary verse. But um, no, the review it was something in in the ballpark of like 
they were mad. This this Anon was mad because Kamel Nanjiani's character, he wasn't playing an Indian superhero. Mm-hmm. He was just playing a hero, a superhero, a god, really, uh, unless you watched the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but no spoilers. Who just happened to be, like, Indian. Yeah. And they were saying, like, what's the point of that if he's not going to, like, be overtly, almost racistly uh, Indian? (laughs) And uh, I just, the whole concept, and it's, like, mind you, almost everybody in the cast is a person of color. Yeah, with the exception of Dane. Yeah. And Richard Madden. Druig. And Angelina Jolie. Well, she's... Well, her dad's Billy, right? No, her dad's John Voight. Yeah. But her mom... Are you, were you thinking Billy Bob Thornton? Yeah. Her ex-husband? Yeah, because he's like a million years old. I don't well, know. that's true. Um, Great in the first season of Fargo, though. I also loved him in Armageddon. Yeah, what a film. What, what, a a, what a great film. What a picture. Um, Angie Jolie. I mean, she might be like Armenian or something. But like 10%. Her, she's got a lot of kids. Um, Marshalline Bertrand is her mom. Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. Oh, well, her mom's from Illinois. So, yeah, she's pretty white. But um... <laughs> And John Voight is not the most... Uh... Ethnically diverse human being. Little babies. You, you could say... Little uh, babies. He's not a fan of ethnically diverse people. You definitely could say that. And you'd be right. But you know what? I will say this for John Voight. Crazy looking eyes. <laughs> yes. Okay. I'll say two <laughs> things for John Voight. Crazy looking eyes. Second of all, in the first Transformers, he has the line, Hostile alien robot. And what? he says robot. That's why time. I say robot. <laughs> I say because a robot boy from Cartoon Network. Robot boy. Robot boy. Um, no, I say I say rub it and rub it because of John Voight and some Australian robots. Like, did he never hear of a robot before? <laughs> it's a rub it. <laughs> wash on, wash on, wash off. Guys, like, we know how to defeat these things. Just whoop, whoop. Yeah. We just made rubbing motions. Yeah. And noises. Yes. Because rubbing makes a noise. Rub Friction, it. baby. Rub it, boy. Um, <laughs> it's a command. Um, <laughs> Icky. It's all dick. Um, but yeah, so I just wanted to, I just wanted to share that. Yeah, I mean, people are idiots. Yeah, and I, you know what? It's getting. But th- so this is the thing, I, I guess. Not really the thing. It's I just getting out of now. This is not the whole point of this conversation, but an interesting path to divert down. Mm-hmm. Um. I feel like we are now approaching, or we, we have always been, but we're getting closer to, I think, um, of getting to a place where there are no, how do I say this exactly? I feel like everybody's getting a pretty big X over their head on their thoughts and opinions that they display online. Yeah. Um, well, I think that that's the issue with like social media. Yeah. And like the internet at large. Definitely. Is that people used to understand that no one cared what their opinions are. Yeah. 
Um, and it was life was great. Yeah, those were the happy days. Um, those were the good times. But then it changed because of Mark Zuckerberg. Thanks, Zuck. Uh, exclusively, Mark. No, not exclusively. But I mean, he had pretty big part of it. Yeah, I feel like Jack's got some blame. Oh, Jack definitely does. You know who doesn't? Tom. Tom was the fucking man, man. He was one of my first friends, you know? Yeah. I think he was one of all of our first friends. Tom's a real one. Yeah. He, like, paints. He was the smart one. He was like, you know what? I built this thing. I'm going to sell it for a ton of money, and I'm just going to disappear. Yeah. I'm going to, like, live on a beach. I think he does. I think in he... the mountains. Yeah. Well, I don't know if those two things can happen at the uh, same time. Have you been to South America? Because I, I haven't. I haven't I've seen pictures. I would die. You probably would. I get picked up by a cartel, sold for drug money. Oh, you could be my mule. Hee haw. <laughs> <laughs> Has anyone ever seductively made that sound before? <laughs> it's a first time for everything. Hee haw. We have firsts. <laughs> we do. Um, what? No. Um. <laughs> See Eternals. <laughs> In theaters. Um, yeah. But, like, I think the goal is to, like, someday we get to a point where, like, no one really notices or cares, like, the race, sexuality, spirituality, whatever, yeah, of yeah. the people starring in these movies. Or, like, how that relates to the plot and if it relates to the plot yeah. at all. And, like, this seemed like... A stepping stone to that. And obviously there's going to be backlash because people are horrible. Yeah, people are actually the worst. And they're like, you know what? This offends my God-fearing Christian eyes. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, God wants all our superheroes to be white. Yeah. Our magic-using <clears throat> superheroes, which magic is outlawed in the Bible. Mm-hmm. It It is. Um, but So I think that's, that's part of the thing, is that there's always... It, it, I mean, it, what? And it, it has a lot to do with just, like, the the extreme minorities mm-hmm. uh, of, of different groups. Because I, I, I have to think, I, I have to, for my own personal self, I have to. Otherwise, there's no reason to keep going. But I have to think that, you know, 98% of everybody online is pretty much just, like, me or you. Yeah. Like, you see an opinion you don't necessarily agree with, you go, oh, fuck that guy, and then you just keep going. Yeah. You don't interact, you don't... We are the silent majority. Yeah, you don't do anything. But there's always that 2% of people that have to make it like they're being personally accosted. Mm-hmm. And it, it even goes so far as to casting decisions. And they're about 400 pounds with thick neck beards. Hell yeah. Uh, sitting in their mama's basement. Mm-hmm. In front of a microphone with a mm. red light. One hand down their pants. Yeah, I mean, that's how I pod. At all times. Scooping. <laughs> and, uh... Scooping flutter. <laughs> but, um... And I, I, but I think as long as there's always this push, especially with, like, casting decisions, because if we're going to stay there on that topic, like, as long as there's a push of, like... You would like to see people, uh, specifically, I think people of color, because that's kind of the hardest one to get around. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to see that, then it's got to be like that person, right? So it's like if you wanted to portray, 
you know, an Eternal that was at least on paper written to be, you know, of Indian mm-hmm. complexion, um, or that, what is that, South Asian? Is that what they kind of call it? Yeah. Something like that? Uh, I think Kumail himself is Pakistani. Yeah. Um, Which you cannot just throw in with India. Right, no, you definitely cannot. Um, I think South Asian is the kind of the general the, yeah, blanket term. The safer. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it, it would kind of have to be, you know? Like somebody, like a like a Raul Coley, yeah, or you know a Kamal or a Cal Penn or you know, I mean, like I feel like it would have been weirder if, like Kumail was a member of the cast, but like you had like Richard Madden's character. Sure, right, um, exactly. But as long as you've got this push, and, and- to be to be fair, uh, was it is Kingo? That's his name. Yeah, Kumail's character. Yeah, he's gaming the system. Yeah. By living amongst people that look like him and being the yeah, truly, a superstar. Truly. And, and um, a little bit outside of the point, but I just remember that, because uh, I don't know if you follow um, Raul on... Uh, everything. On everything. Mm-hmm. He's very active on Twitter. Yes. And he, he interacts... Uh, he picks fights every, every day. day. Every single day. And it's always funny. Mm-hmm. But um, he, did, he did say something um, that I actually really, really liked... Not that I don't like everything almost that he says. I feel like I saw what you're gonna say. But he, yeah, he. Someone said like, I don't exactly remember what the interaction was, but his response was basically, "I don't want to take jobs away from other Indian people. I just yeah. want more jobs available to Indian people. Like I want us all to eat. I don't yeah. think that you should siphon everybody through one kind of filter so that only like one of you know the top five, you know, salvation again. Yeah. Um, actors can have a job. Like, why can't we all five have a job in the same picture? Yeah, it was something like, um, he doesn't see, like... There's no competition. He doesn't see, like, Dev Patel in a movie. He'd be like, oh, man, like, that was one I wouldn't get. Mm-hmm. He's He wants to... He sees, like... Um, oh, that's what it was. Because I think somebody was like, you would have fucking killed it in Green Knight. And he was yeah. like, that's not the point. Like, I don't yeah. want Dev Patel's job. He wants to see, like, you know, Jake Gyllenhaal be like, that, sh- that gig should have been mine. Yeah. Or, like, I would have been good in that. Right. Um, and that's, I think, probably the appropriate discourse to have. But, I mean, yeah. as long as you're going on merit, then I guess, you know, sure, whatever. But, I think Midnight Mass is going to be pretty big for his career for yeah. that. Because I've seen a lot more people point to his, his mm-hmm. performance in that than yeah. like his from his earlier stuff yeah and, and he's I been mean, like in some things he's been in things he was in Gears of War he was in Gears of War and right. I didn't even know him at that point yeah he's been around and, and say, I liked his character in that too yeah. even though he's a D-bag even I mean even in Midnight Mass I mean that Sheriff character like it wasn't as impactful as his as his uh, role in um Bly Manor is Owen is Owen that was just a tragic role ooh that was yeah. sad a lot of crying a lot of crying I mean, me and his Bly Manor was just a very sad series dude it really was just a bummer I think that there was like that general melancholy was kind of like uh, told you in there but anyway it's that um, uh, you know 80's British melancholy ah, you love it it's like, it's like we're all witnessing princess die go down this path and we're like no yeah. we know how this ends yeah what an appropriate and apparently we can't like oh Kevin no no Kevin bad Kevin although you know what man did you see uh, Liz Debicki in that uh, in that revenge dress so woo child first of all woo child is correct 
Second of all, it looked so much like her that I thought it was like. I was archival. like, so where's the picture of yeah. you know, where's Liz at? So I guess usually that would be coming out around this time of year. So I guess it's not coming out yeah. right now. Um, what's their schedules? I mean, I'm sure the pandemic has affected that too, but schedules are so weird. They're yeah. not what they once were. Yeah. Um, what is time? Truly. Um, White Claw. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so, watch Eternals, and to that point, like, it was just so childish. I think, what was the point I was trying to not, reach? Eternals is not childish. No, 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 Chi- Eternals was a good child. Um, the reaction. Oh, the, right, the, the quote reaction. quote-unquote fans. Yeah, okay, so I think, that's me rewinding. Well, okay. it's like, okay, so, before you get to your part. Yeah. Um, what I'll say is... Uh, Freddie Prince Jr. once said when talking about Star Wars fans because he's part of the Star Wars mythos now is he? yeah he's one of the voice of one of the main characters in Rebels oh okay um he was like the real fans of any of these things are the people that are just going to enjoy like something new in whatever universe that is because it's more time in that world you get to experience like different sides of it or anything like that uh-huh. or like familiar things but with different faces and things like that um and then there's like the people that say they're fans but actually look for things to hate in every new iteration of something yeah like the people like Star Wars fans are like oh I was a Star Wars fan since I was a kid but then hated all the prequels hated all the sequels hate yeah. everything that isn't the original trilogy. Yeah, yeah. It's like, it's so much more than what you love about it. Yeah. Well, it, it reminds me of um, Aaron, our good friend Aaron, mm. uh, saying he, he was at uh, the Star Wars part of, uh, was that Universal or Disney World? Disney World. And or Disneyland. Disneyland, yeah. Is it? It's at both now. But. Okay. Um, but specifically, he was at Disneyland. Yeah. And this dad was walking around with his son. And his son was like, you know, whenever you're like a kid and you're like, oh, no one knows the things that I know or I'm excited to know this thing, so I want to talk about it. And mm-hmm. he, this guy was, I'm actually his own son about yeah. Star Wars. And it was just like, dude, let people enjoy things. Yeah. Like, unless it's a matter of it's, life and death or money's involved, like, you don't have to be right about everything. It's not that important. Just let your kid fucking enjoy things. Especially with kids where it's like, that continues to inspire them as if like they tell you this thing and like yeah you might you probably already know it but if they say this thing and you're like oh wow like they'll be like they'll feel so good that they think they impressed you mm-hmm. that they will continue down that path yeah to like try to learn more and just grow as a human being yeah i miss that feeling um right. definitely but um God, just like your own kid doing that like fuck that guy yeah Honestly, call child services. Oh, yeah. Um, but, what was I saying? Oh, right. To um, the point of, like, people and the, the roles and stuff like that. As long as there's a push to get more, um, people of different backgrounds like and ethnicities. Inclusivity. In, being more inclusive. Um, I think you're always going to have that opposite push of, like, why can't things just stay the same? Yeah. And there's a lot of, like, divisiveness. And it, it, I don't know if this weather should be. Um, 
but I, I think that it's it's a lot more complex than just having like just saying oh well the people that want everything to stay the way that Hollywood is right now are necessarily racist or prejudiced to some extent mm-hmm. um, but I, I think that now that we're getting into this whole like thing where on the surface and again this might not be an actual thing it might just be surface noise that has like no real root yeah but um there's like a whole kind of a debate now between like whether or not straight people can play gay characters mm. um which to me seems ludicrous because some of the, like the most famously straight character like alpha chad douchebags in cinema history both tv and film have been played by gay men <laughs> Oh, just look at uh, Barney from exactly. Himium. Exactly. Neil Patrick Harris. Um, Which is like where the joke comes in. Yeah, and his and his own character in uh, Neil and uh, or uh, Kumar, the white the White Castle. What's yeah. the movie called? Uh, Harold and Kumar. Harold and Kumar. Yeah. <laughs> Neil. 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 You know. Neil I just, and Derek. I was like lame white guy name Neil. Neil and Derek go to Church's Chicken. Yeah, actually. Cut that out. Write that down. Alan. Um, this one's for the whites. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, let's, let's not make a flag hand. How about that, Doug? Let's not do that. It was more of a pitchfork hand. Yeah. It's really more of a tiki you know, torch hand. American Gothic. it was anything. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was more of a tiki torch and a very, very ill-fitting suit. <laughs> I can't see shit. The, those buttons are about to pop off. But, um, yeah, and, and I think that one's probably a little bit more r- ridiculous of an ask. Yeah. Um, I mean, like, I get the, the the issue is more like, you know, we have all these gay actors. Like, let let a gay actor do that. But they might not want to. That's true. Because they might not want to be shoehorned in it. Right. No, and for sure. And that's, like, the whole thing is that, like, um, I, there is a, a bit of it that, that stinks no matter which way you look at it for me. And it, if I'm being honest, it's like always kind of stunk where it's like, when you look at the, and it's kind of like to, this is kind of buttoning up real nice. So we can move on to something that's not so precarious. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, when you've got guys like Raul on Twitter saying like, I don't want to take jobs from people. I want us all to eat. It, it's very much an individual thing. Yeah. So whenever you look at a role, like only an Indian guy or only a Pakistani guy can play this or, you know, a um, Middle Eastern guy can play yeah. this. Um, that is in itself, at least to me, if it's not racist, because that's a term that gets thrown around for way too much. It's at least prejudiced. Yeah. You're, you're basing a decision on a characteristic that has little to nothing to do with the actual person. Mm-hmm. Um, so, that, that, I mean, that in, in, in and of itself is almost so woke it's on the other side. Yeah. Um, it, it's, everything's got to be an individual. Now, like you said, if Jake Gyllenhaal gets a, gets a role... Which, you know, he could probably fucking weasel his way into. Um, and, like, I love Jake Gyllenhaal. He's great. Mm, okay. He's, it, especially, like, the past few years where he's been taking, like, much weirder roles. Yeah. Well, is he... Are you I saying... Think you think, think he's, he's in his, more fun. Is he in his John Mayer phase? I don't know enough about John Mayer, too. Where John Mayer did... He did his three-album cycle, and now he does, like, whatever the fuck he wants. Essentially, yeah. Yeah. Um, but, like, does John Mayer do it well? Oh, John Mayer's the best. He's the best. He's no Gary Clark Jr. Um, okay. But, but yeah, like Jake Gyllenhaal, he's just like out there having fun. He's out there getting it. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't. I definitely don't dislike him more than I dislike uh, Jared Leto. 
I do dislike Jared Leto more because Jared Leto, there's such a pretentious side of things. He's that, a cult leader. We don't yeah. we don't have to retread this ground. I think we did it in the last episode. Yeah. But uh, man, fuck Jared Leto. Yeah. Um. That that was it. Morbius. Morbius. Yeah. How can it have such like a strong supporting cast, and then like the most boring? Yeah. Like lead. I don't know that I've ever seen a a, a film have such a lame lead person mm-hmm. and such a strong supporting cast. I mean, it's got... You got Tyrese. Yeah. You got Michael Keaton. You got... I don't think it's Aitza Gonzalez, but it's a girl I always mistake for her. It looks very similar. I'm trying to think of an, uh, an accurate metaphor. Um, it's got Jared Harris. It does have Jared Harris. I love Jared Harris. It's kind of like of if Richard you, Harris, yeah, which is a recent revelation. If for you, me. It, it would be like if you took the, uh, wh- I mean, whatever the last year. Okay, so it's like if you had the 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 Buccaneers, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers from last year. Mm-hmm. Only the quarterback was Drew Bledsoe. <laughs> it's like you want you want to talk about a guy who's like all right. To be honest, probably better acting chops than I have. Mm-hmm. I say probably as if that's not actually definitely. Drew but, Bledsoe? Well, also, yes. <laughs> but um, specifically Jared Leto. Uh, it's, it's just like, it's man, like fuck that guy. You know, um, it'd be like if, if, it was, if there was Queen, but everyone was Roger Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. Roger Taylor founded uh, Duran Duran, so you yeah. watch your mouth. Yeah, that was his. He, he was the real Josh Homme there. Except you know, without the woman beating ice. Yeah. Oh yeah, he's he's insane. That's a, that's really disappointing, man. Yeah, we. I feel like we lost one there, but <sighs> at the same time, his boy from Eagles of Death Metal is also insane. Oh, which one? The uh, Boots. Oh, Bootsy Collins. Yeah, he not Bootsy Collins. Uh, Boots Electric. Yeah. He, like, threatened to shoot their touring drummer or something like that. Um, he's batch insane. Yeah. He, I will say, if anyone's looking for a good good uh, documentary to watch, the documentary that Colin Hanks directed on the Eagles of Death Metal concert that the terrorist attack was at in Pali mm-hmm. is really well done. It's very emotional. I cried. It actually turned me into an Eagles of Death Metal fan. Even though I don't agree with their lead singer. Yeah, Jesse Hughes. Yes. But his solo career, he is known as Boots Electric. Yeah. Um, so that's what that guy is. Yeah, he looks like a crazy person. Yeah. And I think that's what you get from those, like, desert musicians. The Killers? Yeah. Actually, the thing that saved the Killers is the fact that they came from nowhere Utah. Uh, they come by way of fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada. They sure do. Um, and it shows they have honestly um, and during the summer when I was like super heavy on my killer's kick and I used to watch their concerts because they were like always an hour and a half to two hours long and it's a really good way to like and now we're going to one of them well you know what maybe not now but maybe um, far off still yeah it's we still have almost a full year yeah but depending on ticket resale value, <laughs> yeah depending on I mean we might be in Bora Bora you don't know <laughs> yeah. you don't know listening to the killer yeah uh, like you know what it's really nice but uh, I want harpoon fishing in the nude so I would love to go harpoon fishing not necessarily in the nude 
Well, you know, when in Rome. Though I did have... This is changing subjects entirely. Are we ready for that? Do the Goths. Uh, can we come back? Maybe we should finish up this first. Okay. Um, <laughs> but anyway, the... Uh, I was going to say that just really quick, the... Uh, Brandon. Brandon? Hayes? Hayes? <laughs> yeah, he's kid we went to high school with. I think he's dead or in jail. Why would, <laughs> why would I mean him? Um, why Flowers. Can, Brandon Flowers. Brandon Flowers, <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> Jesus. The only name in my head for a minute was like Brendan Urie, and I was like, no, that's not him. That's Panic of the Disco. What am I? Why, what am I doing here? You know, I've never knowingly listened to a single Panic of the Disco. Honestly, song. we can't even we can't go down this road. But their first their first album is great. Their third album is really good, and then every other album is fucking garbage. And I will fight people with an outside opinion. And I know you're out there, and I know you're listening. And I actually have two people that I know are babies that I know are listening, and I, I want you to know that I'm thinking about you. They're little babies. I want. I'm thinking about you. I'm disagreeing with you personally, and wow. you know who you are. That's heated. That's steamed. Kevin's mm-hmm. steamed right mm-hmm. now. I'm a steamed bun. He's a steamed ham. Fifty cents. Now, uh, but the, when they came out, I think they were in Glastonbury. The Killers. Yeah, they were playing Glastonbury. The Killers. Yes, and they, you know, they, they. Um, so they do the thing where it's like, hey, we're the killers, and we come from fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada. Mm-hmm. And I just love how they do that, because it's like a full unison, even with the background singers, and they put a little mm on it. A little pep, a little zazz, a little, little, little zhuzh. You know? They, little, zhuzh, they, it they zhuzh it a little bit, yeah. And then he starts playing the intro, or the, the their, their touring bassist starts playing. It was his birthday the other day. Oh. Um, he starts playing the intro to Jenny Was a Friend of Mine. Mm. And as he's walking... He goes, um, he goes, you know, we're going to have fun tonight or whatever. And as you're leaving, I don't want, I don't want us to get away with this because if we're the killers, you're the victims and I don't want anybody to, I don't want to get away with this. So when everybody asks where you were, you tell them those sons of bitches up there. (laughs) And he said, who did this? You tell them those sons of bitches up there. And then he just launches right into singing Jenny was a friend of mine, which is famously a song about someone murdering their best friend. Yes. Um, and I, the way that he did it now obviously I fucked that 100% of the way up mm-hmm. um, but the way that he does it is just because he has that kind of like high pitched voice but there's a lot of authority there there is um, like um, the, it's like very the man yeah uh, where even if that's an ironic song yeah um, he just ha- he has a really good voice he's very good voice really well spoken mm-hmm. uh, I've watched a couple of his interviews and they always get really deep like he seems so it's it's like him and uh, the drummer, who Ronnie, mm-hmm. I believe is his name, um, and he's he really does more of the talking. The drummer does more of the talking. But whenever you know Brandon's by himself in interviews, he's um, he chooses his words very carefully. I think there's he a lot, seems like a kind of, of a shy guy. A lot of pain in those eyes. Well, he's an LDS guy. I think a lot of people don't know. I don't know care that. what drugs he does. Yeah. Um, which I, I think that that kind of surprises a lot of people. I think that's like what a lot of the new albums about. Yeah. So I've only listened to like the first three songs. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I, I've listened to that album out of order, and I don't think I've gotten all the way through it. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, you know, hand to God, I, I'm not super a big fan of like their last two albums all the way through. They're just I like, listened to the one. I forget what it's called. It was. The two albums ago, one. 
It's like I, the cover is like the storm cloud thing. Oh, uh, imploding the mirage. Yeah, I think that's the one that they're actually touring. Um, Still, yes, yeah. Um, if they're finishing up, I think they're in England. Um, but I listened to that once, and it was fine. Mm-hmm. There were no real. I don't remember like caution. Any... Caution. Are you warning me? <laughs> no, 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 no. That, that that's a song. I was just about to say I don't remember like any like hit single from it. Caution. Um I think Battleborn was the last album that I was like Interesting. This is good. Because it was just a continuation of Day and Age, which I loved. Yeah, Day and Age was very good. I, I I'm gonna be honest, I'm a Samstown kind of guy. See, I'm not. Yeah. I liked Samstown. Um, I like uh Read My Mind. Um, I liked that. I liked I mean, Hot Fuzz. And Exit. I mean, come on. Uh, hot Fuzz. Hot Fuzz, Hot Fuzz, however. You just uh, said it the same way twice. A wonder, Wonderful Wonderful was okay. Uh, that's one with the man. Yeah. I knew I was forgetting one. Run there. for Cover. Um, have all the songs been written? Now, I have heard that Sam sound sounds great live. I believe. I've heard, like, people that have seen them were like, yeah, it's like not my favorite uh album but when they do it live it's yeah. really good yeah they do some fun stuff i mean for reasons unknown they they sometimes invited a, a drummer from the audience to play and then brandon plays bass and then ronnie plays guitar and then their bass just kind of fucks off mm. um it's like i'll just go but that's i mean whenever you get fan interaction like that that's always a good time i've never actually seen that because mm-hmm. i think the bands that i see are not like they're not those bands they're kind of the bands that are like, we're showing up for a job and then we're getting out of here. It kind of. Like, they have fun with it and they love, you can tell that they love doing it, but it's not, it's not so much that they're willing to put the entire show in jeopardy by inviting yeah. a fan up. Um, but, I mean, Bones is a killer, this is getting really niche, so we can get leave this topic, but I really like Bones as a song. That's on Sam's Town. Um, Sam's Town! Well, anyways. Anyways. Speaking of harpoon fishing in the nude. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I had a dream last night. Which is a great, great entendre. <laughs> double or otherwise. It's true. Um, <laughs> so I invited her over. We want some, uh, we want spear fishing in the nude. Um, I had a dream last night that I was on a cruise. Okay. And it was, and there was a pool on this cruise ship. And it wasn't your typical, like, you know, top deck pool. It was, there is a gigantic basin missing in the middle of this ship. That goes all the way down to the hull. Mm. And it's like a glass bottom thing. Mm-hmm. And like that's where this pool is. Glass bottom girl. And I'm swimming in this pool. And a whale starts attacking the glass bottom. Okay, a whale. A whale. A whale. Like, like Moby Dick himself. Um, and like breaks through the glass. Which structurally you would think would wreak havoc on this ship. Where the entire middle of it is this basin. Right. Um, and I fight the whale. <laughs> so what you're Sans saying... Sans harpoon. So, you know, split your lungs with blood and thunder. Yes. When you see the white whale. Yes. Okay. Is that an Iron Maiden reference? No, it's not. It's Mastodon reference. But... Mm, I knew I was there somewhere. Yeah. Um, but then I was like... Like, this is going on, and you get to the point where, like, you get back in your head, and you're like, wait a minute, cruise ships aren't laid out like that. This could never happen. <laughs> and not, yeah, 
you know, I wouldn't be in a pool like it's time to fight a whale. This Wait is my a calling. second. This is a little weird. I've never seen a swimming pool like this before. <laughs> and like there were no lifeguards around. And these are the things that I'm thinking. I was like, there would definitely be a lifeguard on duty. Also, how did they not expect a whale to attack this cruise ship at some point? Is this the maiden voyage? It does I seem extremely so. unlikely. Um, but yeah, so that's my harpoon fishing in the nude story. Oh, that's it? Well, yeah, because then my alarm went off. Um, but it was one of those dreams, like, man, I want to get back in there and see what happens. So maybe tonight. That'd be nice. Sure. Sure. Call you Polly, because sure. Call me Greg. Hmm. Okay, sure. Okay, sure. Um, have you ever had dreams? Nope. <laughs> have you ever had ambition? Yeah. <laughs> no, but like dreams where you have them, you're like, man, I know I've had that dream before, but it was like years ago. Oh, yeah. And you're just like, it feels like there's almost a sense of being around an old friend. Yeah. But at the same time, Ooh. it's kind of creepy. Yeah, let me hit you with this that I just thought of. Okay. Do you think that... You know what? And I was going to say generally, mm-hmm. but I mean, I think I'll, I'll aim this specifically. Okay. Do you think that you would be happier if you could remember all of your dreams? Yes. Yeah? Um, because whether they're good or bad, I find a lot of my dreams very compelling. Mm-hmm. Um... And I can remember how they've made me feel mm-hmm. uh, more than, oftentimes more than the memory or the dream itself. Sure. But there are some where it's like, um, like a loved one is dying or like has just died. Mm-hmm. And, and like you, you cry in the dream and it like feels like you're actually crying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I didn't like that sound either. Um, There's an animal, hopefully, <laughs> uh, of some kind running around in the field behind us. So we're dealing with that right now. Um, but then, like, whenever you wake up from that and you're just like, you lie there for a minute and you think, okay, it was a dream. It's not real. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, it's not real. Yeah, right. I mean, if it was like a TV show or a movie, it would be like a premonition. Or yeah. And then, like, you'd see on the news, like, oh, three dying. Horrific car accident. You're like, that's so and so's car. Yeah. Um, what what is what do you think? Well, I was gonna say because that that would also include nightmares. Yes, I do so, love a good nightmare. Do you? I feel like that's not what's supposed to be happening. I, it keeps me on my toes. In bed. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like a startled cat. <laughs> I go from being prone to. <laughs> so you watch that? Thing. Yes. <laughs> That was the best part of the video. Oh, shit. Oh, Alan, man. was that you? Maybe. The The light just went out, Alan. Oh. No, that wasn't me. So now it's just a spooky red ember. Alan. I'm going to be honest, it's really fucking me up. <laughs> it's kind of creepy. It's really creepy, Alan. Your boys are on your own. Oh, Jesus <laughs> Game Christ. over, man. Okay. Um... <laughs> Well, that's really fucking me up. It's <laughs> because you had to start talking about nightmares. Uh, well, I was actually kind of about to, um, not specifically, not expressly nightmares, but um, I see, I think what would happen with me, man, 
is I, I, I would I would prefer if you had a choice, if I had a choice, I would prefer to not remember my dreams. Mm-hmm. Um only because and this is like kind of a like a bummer note, I guess, but like I feel like I would I would find that I was happier while I was sleeping. Yeah. And so I would just want to be sleeping, like, all the time. I mean I think that's I feel like that's true for a lot of people. Um, um because I think there's always some part of you that realizes you're in a dream, mm-hmm. and you can just kind of go with whatever. Yeah. Um, and you know, because it is your subconscious, a lot of it's like, it, there could be elements of stuff you wish was going on in your life. Mm-hmm. Uh, are you like hiding your, averting your eyes yeah. from yeah. the lamp? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Plus, yeah. this 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 blue light is like directly in my cornea. You right think now. it's just gonna like turn down and stare? Dude, you, like, I don't know what it's Sauron. gonna do. I, I don't because I thought it was like flickering, and I was like, well, he's not making any changes to his personality at all based off of this light that I, I swear to God was getting like brighter and then darker and then brighter and then darker and then it's not off. It's literally just glowing, glowing red, but it's not leaving any. It's it's not changing. The light is contained to the lampshade. Yeah, and no further. Yeah. And uh, really, not even like on the ceiling above it. That's not good. I don't like that. He's very creepy. <laughs> I don't like that at all. And as uh, Kevin would say, that's that shit I don't like. That is that shit that I don't like. Um. Huh. But yeah, I think there's some something to be said about dreams. It's like you slept and you had something to show for it. <laughs> Yeah, I get that. I, I, so the, the thing is that, like, I don't really remember, obviously, like, most of my dreams, but it seems like the only ones that I do remember are the ones that were, like, really emotional. So mm-hmm. it's like, I'm, I'm kind of remembering, like, the bad dreams anyway. Mm-hmm. But, like, we've kind of talked this a little bit on Sizable Cats. Yes. Um, which, if you haven't listened to that one, you absolutely should. It's a classic WHF episode. Um, Brought to you by WHF. Yeah. Before we were sponsored. We're still mm-hmm. not sponsored, but definitely before we were sponsored, too. <laughs> yes. Um, which, hey. Sponsor us. Sponsor us. And, um, but do you still, and I can't really exactly remember what your answer was then, but do you maintain, if you did, um, that dreams have some significance in the waking world? I think so. Um, so yes, I do maintain. Yeah. Um, because going back to the subconscious thing, I think it kind of allows you to look at it in a slightly at a certain subject matter in a slightly different perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, in dreams, you're more detached. Yeah. Generally. Yeah. Um, and kind of see things from different angles. Yeah. Um, or it can just like. The way you feel about something in a dream could inform your waking thoughts yeah. into something like, oh, maybe I didn't necessarily know that I felt that before. Yeah. But like here it is taking up precious dream space. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I was not really stalling. I, I wasn't really sure how willing I was to like give this up but whatever it's a podcast people should get to know us I guess mm-hmm. um so my my pat my grandfather passed away mm-hmm. about this time last year it was about mid-october yeah and 
usually I'm not much of a it's weird because like I'm pretty hyper emotional to be honest Mm -hmm. but not really with like huge like grief things so like when people pass away I'm obviously very sad but I kind of dissociate a little bit yeah Um, and and I really can't tell you why oh Jesus Um, Um, and there's probably something to be said about like some sort of self-preservation thing maybe you know it might be that um but all the same it was like so i got that call and then it was just kind of like because he was in and out of the hospital i really didn't get to see him for like the last two three months that he was alive right and i actually lost both grandparents inside of like a week of one another and that is wild that's rough right there and again i didn't get to see like either of them and that's a whole thing that i'm not going to get into but i think you know that what happened there oh yeah and it's fucking wild for sure but um so but yeah i lost my pap and it was just kind of one of those things where it's like honestly like interacting with interacting with him like his last at least in the last six months like i'm kind of happy for him like mm-hmm. it, like it, it's definitely like the better state of being or not being for him like he was in a really really rough way and mentally he was there but physically he was just totally deteriorated like yeah. he, you know and that's got to be your own that's going to be a hell of your own like i don't even want to think about what that could be like a waking nightmare truly and um so whenever he passed and i was like okay well maybe you know i i fucking hate it so much when people are like well they're in a better place now but like honestly maybe yeah you know no one knows for sure for sure we can hope yeah but it, at That's least not being to. yeah at least not being in that kind of pain anyway the point i'm getting at is like i, I just kind of was like that's ah, a bummer but like again you know, maybe better off for them and, and this, that, and the other thing, like, you know, now there's stuff we have to kind of focus on or whatever. Yeah. And I remember having a dream three nights uh, after he um, passed away and it was like at a, I was in a diner, mm-hmm. but like, like an actual, like, not like a steak and shake, but like a rail car diner kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't know where I got this image of it because like it has been so long since I've been to like a real car kind of diner yes um but I'm sitting in there and I, and I knew that I was waiting for somebody but I genuinely couldn't tell you who I was waiting for it was just kind of like well someone's gonna show up and I'm gonna recognize them and I'm gonna know that's who I was and in walks my pap mm-hmm. but he's like younger mm. like maybe like 30 40 because there's a lot of like pictures of him like coming out of the Air Force Oh wow! Um, that we were looking at the past couple of days up up at this point, so I'm sure I had that image fresh in my mind when I was sleeping or whatever. But um, he just kind of like stood there, but it, it was just such a weird feeling because it didn't feel like I was like dreaming. Yeah. Right. It felt like I was like actually in front of him, like I was sitting, but it felt like he was like there. Interesting. And like if i would have reached out like i would have touched him and i would have woken up feeling like i had actually like touched him yeah and he didn't say anything but he would just like kind of stand in there like dressed in like his like the 50s get up you know like loose polo like button up you know oh, what a fit. And, and like the like the slacks <laughs> he looks the ball yeah pretty much exactly and um like very very mad men in the summer mm-hmm. and he just kind of stood there kind of like smiling or whatever and I remember, like, immediately feeling happy when I woke up. Because, mm-hmm. like, to me, and, like, listen, I'm not a spiritual guy. 
at all. Mm-hmm. Like, obviously, that light's freaking me out, so ghosts get me a little bit. Like, mm-hmm. they get my goat a little bit, but, like, my goat, poor goat. The goats it, get your goats? My, yeah, the goats get got by the ghosts. Was oh, this an A24 movie? <laughs> um, but I'm not really a spiritual guy at all, but I really felt like, okay, this is the goodbye. Mm-hmm. Like, that was, that was me seeing him as you know he was like leaving or whatever if we're gonna finish that sentence yeah um and then let me tell you i did not shed a tear for the first three four days whenever i had this wept like a bitch for like at least 20 minutes every day for like a week after that yeah and that was just like the levy breaking so I, again i don't really know what to do too much with that dream or that experience or whatever but shit's weird man i mean there's so many things that like it could be that we would never know yeah um I mean, it could just be, like, your subconscious being like, you need this. You need, like, that last goodbye. Yeah. In order to process this and, like, move on with your life. And here it is. Yeah. Or it could be, like, some more spiritual thing. Yeah, man, that's... Like, in a kind of, like, yeah, like, I'm gone, but, like, not really. As long as you keep trucking, I'm still with you. Yeah, and the the kind of, like, the funny irony is that, like, my path was not spiritual at all either. Like, Mm -hmm. so, like, my grand... So, like, my... My grandmother, when I was born, like my maternal grandma, um, she passed away from cancer when I was like four or five. Yeah. Uh, but he remarried, and that was the grandma that I lost about a week after or before him. Yeah. Um, but, you know, she, so, ma'am, you know, she passed away from cancer. You just well, they tip both, your hat at me while you they, said that. They both, well, so, so it was Pap and Mamma. It's like a whole, so it was Pap yeah. and Mam. Um, but she passed away from lung cancer and she was like really Catholic. Yeah. And the, like the, the whole thing that he had to go through with the Catholic church, at least the, the diocese in our area yeah. with this whole smoke and mirror, they didn't want to come out because they felt like the house hadn't tithed enough. And it was like a whole fucking, that sounds like the Catholic church. Yeah, it was a whole, <laughs> so kind of based off of that experience, he just was, he just kind of washed his hands at the Catholic church. Cause even at that point he was really putting up with it because you know, the woman he loved was a devout Catholic. Right. And then after that he was like, man, fuck all yous. Like we don't, yeah. we don't need that in this house. Like you weren't there for us when I needed you. Exactly. Actually, I think he actually got, he got a Presbyterian uh, priest to do her last rites. Cause he was like, man, fuck you. Like, yeah. to the other guys um, but he, he wasn't even remotely spiritual either yeah. uh, like he was a lot more cynical than I am where I just kind of let it exist in its own pocket and I don't go there but he was like nah they're all scammers this that and the other thing and it's like man if that last visit was a spiritual visit egg on both of our faces yeah. that's pretty funny <laughs> that's really that would, funny I mean that's poetic justice yeah that's funny um, but like yeah and this is a whole other can of worms that we don't really need to get into mm-hmm. but I know people that have like they have gone to the Catholic Church for help. And the yeah. first thing the church does is they bring up your history of donating. Yeah. And then they, like, decide on how much to help based on that. Yeah. So it's almost like a bank. It almost is like a bank, yeah. Um, Shout but, out to the non-denominational homies. Uh, but, like, yeah, man. I'm glad you and you had that experience, homies. though. Yeah, it definitely... From, from whatever the source may be, like, yeah. you needed it. It's something that I think about. Yeah, I mean, it definitely helped kind of eke that out. Because, man, I'm already tightly wound as it is. So it was nice to have at least kind of one last yeah. thing that I don't have to process daily. And I can just kind of think back with no weight. You know, I've, 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 uh, 
I've revisited like people that I've lost in dreams and it's been pleasant and mm-hmm. like you wake up and there's like a sad smile on your face. Yeah. Um you just kind of go about your day but like I'm glad I'm glad I get to remember those yeah. things. That's why I would I would not want to forget my dreams. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I guess that makes sense. Uh, and that's the thing so like I guess where I'm at is like I guess in in lieu of not remembering or forgetting or whatever like if I can remember the ones that I remember, but I don't remember 100% of them, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I'm okay with where that is because of experiences. Like, if it's deep enough or I'm going to remember it a year later, mm-hmm. fine, we'll keep that one. But uh, The weird ones are the dreams that are based in memory. I Those bet. ones are strange. I bet, I bet. Um, we are way over snowman. Did you have any uh, final thoughts? Um, none that would be brief conversations. Sure, sure. Um, maybe, I mean, we got a lot of month left. Actually, yeah. we have two months, two weeks, two episodes left this month. That's the number I was looking for. <laughs> um, but so we can probably get into this another time, but, uh, yeah. I think I did bring it up earlier, but it is, um, I guess it's just a specific men's, uh, mental health month. Yeah. I mean, it's, it is a, a group that we don't talk about often with mental health. Yeah. So. Well, cause I think, you know, it, it's so often, you know, there's Meh. a stigma to it. Yeah, well, it, it's that, and I, I, I don't know. There's a stigma to mental health in general. For sure. But then for men, it's like, dangerously so. Yeah, and I... Because there's all those things, like, you're supposed to be strong, silent. Yeah, for sure. Um, and very I blame brief. John Wayne. Yeah, honestly, John Wayne did a lot of fucked up things, yeah, but John maybe... John Wayne, maybe most, all those guys. Um, <sighs> keep it bottled up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right? Um, but... Why isn't there a women's mental health? Yeah, I knew it was coming. Um, well, if it's a women's, it's definitely not coming. But uh, oh, um, that says more about you. Well, it's a jo- it's a joke. It says more it's about a joke. you. But anyway, um, yeah. To that end, very quickly. I mean, I I go to therapy. I seek help. Um, you should too. Like, I if you follow me on Instagram, I've put it on my story. <laughs> if you follow me on Instagram, you'd you need it. <laughs> definitely need help. But um, yeah, I mean, if you can reasonably afford it, you should definitely reach out. Um, my therapist is fucking dope. I love. Is her it today. fairly affordable? Um, it's so. I mean, or is it right. like? Does it? Does like health insurance coverage? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So everything's everything's different. Obviously, so our our like medical system in America is a fucking joke. But uh, for me personally, I'll just be completely You're honest. About nightmares. Yeah. Right. Wish we could forget. I'll be totally <laughs> honest with you. My copay is twenty five bucks a week, which I'm really fortunate that I have a job that I can't afford a hundred yeah. bucks a month for therapy. Not and those then. sessions where. Or like you'd see in movies, or like, all right, that'll be a thousand dollars for the hour. Yeah, it's not. It's not like that at all. It's it's fairly affordable. But I understand not a lot of people can spare, you know, a hundred bucks yeah. and, and four hours a month. Yes. But See. if you can do it, if not, you know, reach out. Um, if you don't have a buddy that you think that you can appropriately reach out to, by all means, shoot me a DM. Um, you should know my Instagram at this point, but yeah. it's, it's Kevin Cross underscore one word. Um, probably don't do it on Twitter. Yeah. But I mean, if you if you need help seek it there's no shame in no it. absolutely no shame in it um i mean at the end of the day this seems a little bit bleak but there's a power in it all you have is yourself so mm-hmm. take care of yourself and uh at that did you have fun i did have fun yeah there's there's a lot of good discussion on this one i thought so too 
ended was, in a weird place. I was place, engaged. Yeah, I, I like where we're at. That this feels right. Yes, this feels right. Um, so that, like I said, we were way over Snowman. Alan's probably like, "What the fuck? Get out of my studio!" But yeah, I think I think Geo will find this episode interesting. Good for you, Geo. Because he's the only one that gets back to me about listening to these. <laughs> Yeah, fan engagement. We didn't. You'll notice we didn't get the phone because there was nothing going on on the phone. So, yeah. uh, you know, we're it's a big old goose egg on the week. But next week we can come back stronger. Yeah, we're looking for either traffic stories or dental stories. Um, and with yeah. that, uh, I think that uh, well, I know actually that I've been Kevin. Yeah, and I'm always Doug. And you're always Doug. And uh, let me get that phone number. What's that phone number, Doug? I've, if you think I've committed that, you're off your rocker. I know. What am I thinking? Alan, do you have the phone number ready? Nope. God damn. <laughs> what do I keep, My man. Keep you people around for. What do you, Keith us? Um, I feel like I should also probably have this ready, but uh, looks like that number is going to be... Uh, four one two five zero nine fifty three zero six. Um, don't be afraid to call or text. And uh, yeah, like I said, dental horror stories, traffic horror stories, both are going around. So uh, we'll see you in the next episode, babies. Uh, we love you. Bye. Bye. Bye.